Hey, Runners Connect fans, Coach Michael Hammond here with the Team Runners Connect update for the week. Hope you guys are doing well and staying safe, especially those of you out in the western U.S. I'm, I'm based in Oregon, and, and we're definitely dealing with, we're not dealing with fires specifically, but we're dealing with like a very heavy level of smoke. At one point, the, the AQI, like the air quality index, was, I think the highest I saw it was like 520. And anything over 300 is considered like hazardous, not just not just unhealthy. I think it's anything over, I think 100 is considered like very unhealthy. Over 300 is hazardous. So we're dealing with some pretty bad smoke. But to all of you guys in whether California, Oregon, uh, Washington, even is getting some fires. I, I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope everything's going well and and that you're all safe. Your your houses are safe and all that. So anyway, I wanted to to talk about that a little bit, like the fires. But also, first, I wanted to highlight some performances that we've had recently all all pretty much virtual races obviously but still nonetheless some awesome performances and i wanted to highlight some of those so obviously we had some people run the the boston virtual marathon and and the first one's definitely a good story kumar rao who's been with us at runners connect for for years now amazing guy trains hard works hard and really cares about his running it's it's so obvious and and reading his posts reading his his race reports and, and all how, how much deep care he has, but also he's an active member in our community. He comments on a lot of other people's workouts, very encouraging and a valuable member of our community. So anyway, Kumar ran the Boston virtual and, and he finished in a time of four twenty four thirty six. But the most important thing, kind of the craziest thing about his story is that this was entirely on the treadmill because uh, Kumar lives in India and in India, th- there's a restriction. Anyone who's over 65 years old has pretty much been confined to being indoors, more or less. So Kumar has been dealing with this for quite some time, you know, just being able to train on the treadmill. And I, I just have the utmost respect for pretty much anyone who can do like a high level of training on the treadmill, but especially Kumar, who's done all of his running, all of his training on the treadmill, and then now did an entire marathon on the treadmill, which is just so impressive. You know, he, he was saying it didn't go very well. I think he had some, some GI issues and such, but, but at the same time, honestly, we, the way we felt about it was, man, you got through an entire marathon on a treadmill and more importantly, you trained for an entire marathon on the treadmill. So huge kudos to Kumar. Well done. Uh, Robin Whitley ran the Q gardens, 10 K ran 123, And, you know, she was talking about how they were having to practice like all the distancing and stuff. And it was, a, a real race, but at the same time, it's it's obviously very different from what we consider uh, normal in terms of races. You know, there weren't any medals or anything like that, so it was just kind of bizarre. But she said she had a good experience, and and, a, and a, the, probably the most important thing she mentioned is that how exciting it was, just how fun it was to get back out there in a race situation. So great job, Robin. Uh, Jim Wilson ran the Boston Virtual Marathon with his wife, and he ran four hundred one eleven. My favorite part of Jim's story is that I'm going to quote him here. He said, we finished chariots of fire style on the beach where they filmed the famous scene, West Sands in St. Andrews, Scotland, which I just thought was so cool. Like the, I hope he was, he was imagining like the music playing and like those guys running on the beach in that scene. So that was really awesome. Uh, Carrie Willie ran the, ran the virtual Boston. She ran 325.32, which was a PR by two minutes, which is just awesome. She ran kind of in like a, like a, they basically ran an in-person race, but just with a few friends. So really it was virtual, but but kind of had some friends to run with, which I think is just perfect. They did like a uh, a six-loop course through, you know, through a park, which I just thought was awesome to to organize something very small so it's safe, but at the same time to where people can 
can run with other people. And either way, big congrats to Carrie for running a two-minute PR. Uh, Heather Graham ran the, a, a virtual virtual Boston Marathon and ran 3.59.59, just, just under the four-hour barrier, which is awesome. Greg Fergot ran Boston as well and ran 3.07.21, which, which was a PR by a minute 40, which is fantastic. He said, this was two years in the works when I decided to join Runners Connect to see if I could get faster at 55. My stated goal was to challenge my PR in the marathon, which at this point is 17 years and four months old, having run it at 40. Today, on my 31st attempt since then, I took it down by nearly two minutes and at the age of 57. So 57 is the new 40. Congratulations, Greg. That's an awesome run. Uh, let's see. We had a couple others. Ian Spencer ran the Q Gardens 10K as well, completed it in 47.51, kind of talked about how it was, you know, it was a, a socially distanced and had had all the, the safety, but it was kind of a weird course. It was like she said it was convoluted with quite a few sharp turns and very congested in places. I spent the race weaving in and out of other runners. So not really what he what he wanted and, and who was it? Who else was it that ran the Q Gardens? Oh, Robin Whitley that I mentioned earlier. They they both mentioned the same thing that there was a lot of turns. They weren't really able to get their momentum going quite the way they wanted. But either way, good for them to get out there and and get a race in. So big congrats to everybody who raced. The other thing I wanted to talk about was what I mentioned at the beginning with, with all the smoke and all the fires and stuff. I already said the part about just, I, I really wish the best to anyone in our audience, all of our athletes, of course, but really anybody listening, anybody in our Runners Connect community who's, who's dealing with this, I wish the best for you. From a running standpoint, I won't go into this too much because it's really, it's pretty obvious. And I, I think all of you know this, I don't really want to like preach to the choir, but Needless to say, if you're dealing with a lot of smoke in your area, don't train through it. I mean, this, I hate to kind of repeat the same things I feel like I've been saying all of 2020 in terms of, you know, when, when the COVID lockdowns really started to hit, one of the biggest things I was saying was like, be okay with, with not getting perfect training or having to skip some training here and there. Be okay with this time, not necessarily being the best training block you've ever had. Unfortunately, I've now been saying a version of that for like six months, and here I am saying it again to pretty much anybody in the Western United States, especially in in Oregon right now, is is getting hit real hard. And I just, nonetheless, though, I would say I think a lot of people have been dealing with like, you know, maybe their AQI is a little elevated, but not that high. I still would say to people, just don't risk it. When you're out there running, you're sucking wind. It just is not going to feel good. It's it's one of those things that it's just not worth it. It's it's a cost benefit analysis, right? That's what the way we look at this. And we look at it and we say, no matter what, whatever training we do for a week or two here is not worth the potential risk of like lung damage or, or whatever, whatever can come. That's the thing. We don't even need to dive into the specifics, whatever it is that can come from, from going on a run, especially a hard run or a long run in these conditions, make sure you avoid it. It's not worth it. I think this goes for really any event like this where we all need to have that big perspective. You know, we, I don't know if you've listened to, I hope you've listened to Claire's uh, run to the top podcast this week with, with coach Pete Ray from, from zap endurance. And he talked about how, how important it is to look at training from a very long-term perspective, like a, like a big bird's eye view of training, which what he said is that that doesn't mean, you know, days, that doesn't mean weeks, that doesn't even mean months. It may not even mean six months. It means looking at the average amongst across many, many months and even years. The, the example he used specifically was talking about Bill Rogers, who 
any one week of Bill Rogers training was, I mean, probably to most of us was crazy impressive, but to other runners at his level may not have been anything too crazy. What it, what was the craziest thing about Bill Rogers was that over the course of just years, he, his average mileage was so incredibly high that, that that was a huge part of his success was just that ultimate consistency. That's something important to re- remember in situations like this. Let's say you're in Western Oregon right now, you're near Portland or, or near Eugene or whatever, and you're dealing with all this smoke and stuff. You, you look at it and you say, oh my gosh, like this week of training is going to be awful or it's going to be straight up zero. There's not going to be a single run. And at first that seems really bad, but when you look at the aggregate, when you look at the entire year, this one week is not necessarily going to have this like mega effect on your overall average volume. Sure, it's going to bring it down a little bit. I understand that, but it's not going to have the mega effect that you're thinking in your head. You know, you're thinking in your head, "Oh my gosh, this is horrible. I'm I'm, you know, I'm going to get so much worse. I'm going to lose a lot of fitness." And the reality is very different than that. It takes quite a bit of time to lose fitness. And as I said, I just don't think the risk is worth it. I really would rather see people resting and and making sure that they're staying staying safe, keeping their bodies healthy and and, and rather that than getting out there and risking training. So, so I hope everybody stays safe. I, I hope everybody is is doing okay. Your families, your your like I said, your homes and things like that. I hope everybody's doing all right. Big congrats again to all of our people who raced last weekend. So inspired by all of you who've been able to to really put their nose to the grindstone and kind of train hard for the last six months with very uncertain you know, uncertain, like an uncertain future, uncertain context around your training, you know, not knowing if the race that you're training for is going to happen, not knowing if you're going to have to do it virtually and and not really have the same competition, the same environment that you've normally dealt with. So big congrats to everybody. I, I hope you're all very proud of what you've been able to accomplish. And for the rest of you out there, I hope that you're inspired by these people, by these athletes that have been able to to really push through and, and stay strong during this and, and get themselves better, you know, use this time to make themselves better, faster runners and stronger who are going to come out of this better on the other side and, and hopefully be ready to rock and roll for races either at the end of this year or, or early next year. But that'll do it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our episodes this week and we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Have a good weekend.